0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackles, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. I'm so glad you're here welcome back if you've been here before and if you haven't been I'm so glad you found us when we're dealing with the difficult people I call hijackles. you know those people who have the patterns traits and cycles that are crazy making they cause you to question your sanity and second guess yourself we need skills we need to recognize it's a real thing and that's what we do here on Save Your Sanity so I'm so glad that you're here. And today we're going to talk about the workplace or working environments, whether that she was an entrepreneur with other people working or whether you actually go to a workplace and um, have other people there too. So it's really important and we're going to talk about that right this second. Ready? Okay. It's really important when we're talking about these difficult people that I call hijackals to realize that, yes, they're at home. Yes, they may have been in the home where you were raised, but they're also out in the world all the time. And one of the places that we need to know what to do about them is in our work life. Whether we go to a workplace or we are an entrepreneur and we work with other people, it still happens. We're going to have those interactions. So is there someone in your business somewhere that could be charged with what I call malpractice of the mouth? You may not know this, but I wrote a book called Wrestling Rhinos, Conquering Conflict in the Wilds of Work, and it's available on Amazon. Wrestling Rhinos, Conquering Conflict in the Wilds of Work. And I have a chapter in that book called Malpractice of the Mouth. So that's where that phrase comes from. But is there somebody that you work with anywhere in your work life that is verbally abusive? And it's important to know because that malpractice of the mouth occurs when the mouth enrages before the mind engages. So beware. Beware. There are people whose mouths engage before their minds engage, and certainly their minds enrage and then their mouths engage, and it's none of it good, you know that. So beware if you work with someone who's afflicted with malpractice of the mouth because sometimes it's contagious. And there is no room in the workplace or in your work life for verbal violence, none at all. And it's inappropriate, unacceptable, and definitely unprofessional. No allowances for verbal violence should be made for mentally competent adults in positions of authority or just in positions of partnership. Even worse, when these people are well-educated. Folks who yell and curse and, for some, throwing in a few obscenities and judgments of one's parentage, are using their words in the same way they would use their fists. It's no more sophisticated than that. It is both a sign of lack of skills and a symptom of unmanaged frustration. And they need help. They need help to express their feelings and their need for control appropriately. It was a few years ago when I was delivering a program on managing difficult people successfully. And as the program was often delivered, and I still do it when people ask, some agencies regularly sent folks to the program. And one woman appeared in the course three times in three years. And at one break, she complained to me. She said, I just don't know why they keep sending me on this silly course. I know it by heart. It's a waste of their money. (laughs) Well, I knew why she was there. She was the difficult person in her department. She just would not internalize the information being given to her in the program and use it for her own self-improvement. She thought everyone else at work was the problem. You know, we may all be someone's idea of a difficult person at times, but this woman was the poster child. Yes, she was bright enough. She was able to grasp the concepts, but she simply wouldn't apply them to herself. And perhaps she's still being sent to courses like that and still complaining about it. But it was a prime example of being able to lead a horse to water, but being totally unable to make it drink. Now, confrontation is not a four-letter word, and neither should it employ certain four-letter words. A confrontation adds the dynamic of differing opinions to a conversation, and it's possible to have a conversational confrontation When folks have skills and willingness to actually communicate, of course that's the trick. communication requires both speaking and listening for it to occur. Now for those thoughts on those who can be described as verbally violent, those engaged in malpractice of the mouth, let's think about these. Verbal violence is most often one of these three things. One, it's a scream for attention. We all know about those folks. Number two, verbal violence can be a misguided demand for respect. A person doesn't know how to go about earning respect, so they try to demand it. Or verbal violence may also be, three, an attempt to exert control. And all three of these come from fear, really deep fear. So knowing that at least makes us a tiny bit more understanding when we see it. It certainly doesn't excuse it, and I'm not here to excuse it, but it does help us help the violator. We can attempt to figure out what their fear is, and usually It is fear that they have no power, so they attempt to demonstrate that they do indeed have it. It's very misguided. So two things must happen to make the workplace safe for everybody. One is the verbal violator must change his or her ways. And two, the people who are being violated must express their boundaries. Verbal violence is clearly harassment. It has no place in the workplace. Yes, every now and again, mistakes are made and tempers flare and apologies are made and accepted. That goes with the territory of being human. That's not what we're talking about today, or at least not what I'm talking about. But it's when verbal violence is a management style that steps must be taken. So whether you are the one managing folks or managing your personal life or trying to manage with other people who are managing folks, violence leads to alienation. And that's the very thing the violator is seeking most to avoid. So what do you do? What do you do if the person in the next cubicle or the boss or an underling or maybe your partner in an entrepreneurial event Maybe it's somebody, you're, maybe you're doing volunteer work and you're in a workplace, quote unquote. It doesn't matter. Verbal violence just does not have a place. So, what do you do? Well, of course, if you're listening to this and you happen to recognize that you're the violator, stop now. Step away. Reflect on your needs for attention and respect and control. Work with somebody. Work with me if you like, but work with somebody who can help you uncover your fears and learn to express yourself appropriately. Because you need to examine these three questions. Are your needs healthy? Are they actually serving you well? And are they appropriate in this circumstance? Because those three things are essential for you to think through. You can't go around being that proverbial bull in a china shop all the time and think that you're going to make progress because you're not. You're going to lose people and every time you lose someone whether they're you're paying them um or they're volunteering, you have to retrain them and you have money loss right there and time loss. So, are your needs healthy? Are your needs serving you well and are your needs appropriate in the circumstance? Answer that question for yourself, if you're the violator. If you're being violated, you could ask that about the other person. Because verbal violators need help, and it's available. So you have to find someone with business experience who can help. And I've been helping people in this area for a long time. I've worked with many executives and entrepreneurs who recognized that they were being those bulls in China shops, maybe were bullying Maybe they weren't getting the results they wanted and they recognized they wanted to get them, so they thought they maybe look at their own style. Great start. It's a sign of strength to get the insights and the help and support available to you. It shows you care about yourself and your work and your workplace and your workmates. Now what do you do if you're the violated one? Remember Any time that you take the bait and participate in a verbal violence loop with someone, you are letting them get away with inappropriate and abusive behavior. Yeah, I know. I made that sound really simple. Like you could just stop in an instant and they'd turn into meek lambs. But that won't happen. You know that. But you can't let them get away with inappropriate and abusive behavior. And any time you cower and retreat... You're also letting them get away with it. Now, I'm not suggesting that you hit them over the head or do anything like that. I'm just suggesting that if you are being violated, speak up. Simply say that you find their treatment of you unacceptable and that you're willing to have a conversation when it can be done with respectful dialogue and then move away. Okay, say something, express a boundary you know, and you can say it in the very best style that I teach in my book, Kaizen for Couples, use a personal weather report. I've talked about it in other podcast episodes. That's when you know that you have the absolute right and responsibility to speak up and say, this is what's happening for me. So it might sound like, I feel disrespected right now. I feel That it would be best to step away and wait until things are cooled down. And that's what I'm going to do. But you speak up because you are not going to just allow the violator to walk all over you. And you're not going to let them get away with it. So you speak up and you let them know that their treatment of you is unacceptable. And you are willing to speak with them at a time when heads are cooler and then move away. And you also need to tell the violator that if change does not occur, you will go and escalate the issue. You will talk to somebody who will need to know that this is going on. And it's not a threat, but you have to give it a name. You have to tell the violator, the offender, if you like, that you will make his or her behavior known and do it. And I know this sounds simple and it's not always easy, but putting up with anger in any form is not easy either, nor is emotional or or verbal abuse. And verbal violence in the workplace definitely falls into the category of abuse. So let's just ask the question that may be in the back of your mind. What if you are the boss and the violator, or what if the person you have in mind is the boss and the violator? Well, the only option people have when they're fed up with that behavior is to leave. And, oh, they will share with others how very poorly you treated them and how explosive you are and how demeaning you are. You know that if you're experiencing a boss who is a violator, that's exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about how explosive that person is and how demeaning they are and how little regard and respect they have for other people. You're already talking about it. And when that message gets out in the world, it's going to be very difficult for that company to get good staff and certainly even more difficult for them to keep them. So if you're recognizing anything in this, you as the violator, you as the boss and the violator, you as the violated, you need to get some help because if you don't have the skills to speak up, then you're going to feel violated over and over again. And a pattern of verbal violence will not stop until someone takes the actions to stop it. And that better be you. You know, as Nike says, just do it. Because your life is too short to be abused or abusing. So I hope this will help you. I hope you are not now thinking, Oh, well, it's too hard to get another job and I can't speak up and I can't do this and that. There are ways. Maybe they're not direct, but there are ways. And I'm happy to help you with that. Know that you can go over to forrelationshiphelp.com slash join. You can get an introductory one-hour session with me for only $97. We can talk about this and solve a problem, get you some skills. Also join Optimize Circles and get the wisdom of the group. Go to forrelationshiphelp.com. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart and empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want, and that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. So learn more at forrelationshiphelp.com, com. Or visit me on YouTube at 4 Relationship Help. Join me for next week's show. Slash circles. And join in there. I'm in there all the time answering questions. So come on over. So let's not get any more time under our belt being verbally violated or being verbally violating. You can do something about it. Do it. Talk soon.